Hey everybody, welcome to Investing in Cannabis. I'm your host, Brandon David. This week's episode is the second founders panel from Elevate that we did a couple weeks ago. Thanks again to the sponsors, Tradev, Headset, BPG, uh, Vape Exhale for writing checks and help putting us on this great event for founders. This week's episode, like last week's, is jam-packed with knowledge for founders. You're going to really learn a lot. Tune in, listen up, get acquainted. All right, guys, we have another excellent panel of founders coming up. I said earlier, we tried to give you a cross-section, as many different parts of the industry as we could. I honestly wish I could spend uh, 30 minutes with each of them. They all have great stories. Wait, 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 I do do that. Um, Investingincannabis.tv, you can check that out anytime you want. A couple of these folks have been on there before. Uh, So let's get it started. Are we ready to go? Isaac of Mass Roots. How's it going? How are you doing, man? Great to see you. What's up? Who of Meadow? Good to see you, man. How's it going? Sabo Vape Exhale. How are you? Good, good, you can good. see which ones are, are friends of mine. Isaac, too, though. <laughs> We've just been on the <laughs> show. Oh, that's just outcast. Yeah, they've been on the show. That's right. <laughs> hint, hint. He would have been on the show, but he's in Colorado. So just like we kind of started the first panel, I don't know who was here and who wasn't, I love just the elevator pitch. So just sort of the, the one-liner, what you do. Sabo, let's start with you. What's Vape Exhale? Uh, vape Exhale, we create uh, high-end intelligent herbal delivery systems or, uh, vape ex- or vaporizers to the layman, and that's what we do. I use Vape Exhale. Me too, man. It's awesome. It was in the consumption I, area I outside during lunch. If you haven't it's, tried it, it's an incredible thing. You should. Yeah. Uh, my name is Hua. I'm uh, CEO and co-founder of Meadow. We build technology in the cannabis industry. Uh, we work with a bunch of dispensaries in the Bay Area. You can order cannabis and have it delivered to you in an hour or less, or we power some of the POS systems within the dispensaries themselves. Woo! Woo! <laughs> and on that. My name is Isaac Dietrich. I'm the co-founder and CEO of MassRoots. We're one of the largest and fastest growing technology platforms for the cannabis community. Um, we have over 900,000 users on our platform. Um, and we are uh, very much focused on collaborations going forward. Uh, we just announced a, a collaboration with Headset last week, um, and we're investors in FlowHub, um, which we think is the next generation point of sale system. So we love technology and we love cannabis, so it's a great place to be. Awesome. Well, I'll start with you, Isaac. There's a lot of social networks out there. I mean, I can think of just 10 that I use on a regular basis. Why do we need a cannabis-specific social network? We're very much focused on products going forward. Um, so it's really leveraging the, the community that we've built and their knowledge. Um, we, we like to think of MassRoots as kind of the top 20% of cannabis consumers out there, the people who smoke uh, very often, in many cases all day, every day. Um, and they have an incredible amount of knowledge on products, what products work for certain ailments. For instance, this product works best for back pain. This product helps you sleep best. Um, And we're really trying to present that in easy-to-use, actionable formats for our users. So when people come to MassRoots, they can easily find um, the exact product that they're looking for based on reviews from our community at a dispensary in their local area. Um, So uh, that's very much the direction we're going. And any concern for when the big social networks, you know, the public companies, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, when they let more cannabis, promote things on cannabis, is that a concern for you at all? I mean, how do you stay relevant no, I mean, we're, we're not really competing with Facebook or Twitter. We, we have some of the largest uh, followings of any cannabis-related companies out there on those platforms. Um, so we really view ourselves as complementary to those. I don't know if you all are familiar with the app Vivino. 
um, but it's for wine consumers. Um, so it, it, that, that's very much the direction we're taking Mass Roots. When we first started Mass Roots, it was kind of, uh, people were afraid of sharing cannabis-related content on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and that, that was one of the core problems that we solved. But as you, as you mentioned, that problem's kind of going away as the stigma um, fades away. But um, that being said, there's always going to be um, a need for, you know, cannabis consumers are always going to be looking for the new greatest, best product um, and our community knows what those products are. Um, so that's very much the direction of our company going forward. Got it, well said. Sable, I'll go to you next year. First of all, I am a big fan of the device. Uh, in the earlier, we did kind of B2B companies. These are all consumer ones. So like, this is stuff that I use every day, which is uh, pretty special. Um, I'm gonna ask kind of a cliche question that I've never gotten a good answer to, which is everybody says the hardware is so hard, but wh why is that? Why is hardware so hard? So, very good question. Um, probably it requires more than the 15 minutes that we have left here today. <laughs> but uh, I, through, I, I came from the uh, software space, so um, for me to jump from software to hardware, there was a knowledge gap that I had to bridge before starting this company. But ultimately, um, the reason why it's so hard is that no matter how much you prepare, how much you conceptualize, how much you dot your I's and cross your T's, your first prototype will not be ready for market. Neither will your second, third, fourth, or fifth. If you're pr creating a product, that is going to be a game changer. And so there are many levels to how hard it could be. And ultimately, um, if you have the right team and you have the right people with the uh, subject matter expertise that could really fill in those gaps, you can make less mistakes. But um, with hardware, it, it, and with software as well, I mean, mistakes will happen. You're just trying to minimize them. But the reason why it is so difficult is, for example, um, our latest product that we've been designing, um, it functions well, it looks great, but unfortunately it didn't pass the UL water test, which is it could be outdoors for two minutes and not um, have, it, have it short circuit. So now we have to go back to the drawing table and redesign a few things and hopefully, you know, not increase the cost of the device while we take care of this. And this is just one of many uh, uh, things that get in the way when you are creating hardware, but it is also why it is so satisfying when you create a piece of hardware that just works well. So you're saying V2 is delayed? I'm saying V2 is delayed, but uh, I like to think of it as uh, it's being perfected. As any other hints? Any other hints that you can drop? Like, is it a battery? I don't want to plug it in anymore. Uh, we, I think if uh, you just look at the uh, Apple lineup of desktop, laptop, and mobile phones, uh, we want to create something similar where you have something that could be used for kind of stealth and discrete situations, uh, a vaporizer that is more for a social uh, environment where you're sharing, and then another vaporizer, uh, the one that's currently out on the market, you know, we kind of think of that as like the crown jewel for the top 20% of users that, you know, really understand cannabis and really want to enjoy the full flavor and terpene profiles of all the various strengths. It's honestly an incredible combination that you've put together. I've never seen anything like it, kind of half bong, half vaporizer, it's, it's good stuff. Congratulations on the, on the first you. one. I'm really excited about V2. Hua, let's move to you, my friend. You cannot go around the Bay Area today without seeing a whole hell of a lot of ads for delivery. They're just everywhere. I know that you're breaking into some more software, but delivery still continues to be a big part of your business. How do you stay relevant in that space? I mean, there's just so much noise today in the delivery space. Is there? Hell yeah, there is. Oh, <laughs> is there? Well, I, um, I mean, we're pretty focused on what we're doing, but I think for us, we, 
we power a lot of the delivery services out there. So if you look at in San Francisco, Spark, or Apothecarium, Bossa, Medithrive, I mean, there's just you know, a handful. Um, so for where we deliver the most value is really on the software, not necessarily bringing it to your door. Yep. Um, and I think you know, relevancy aside, on-demand is a tough business, right? So you really need to have your operations dialed in. You really need to have your routes optimized. It sounds like an on-fleet plug. It just, I mean, we use on-fleet too, <laughs> yeah. right? It's a, it's a great partnership. Yeah. So um, who and I have additional connection that uh, when you sign up for, or for Meadow, on-fleet, which is a startup that I work for, it's delivery software in the city, comes with it. So we have an additional sort of... Uh, corporate connection to Well, it, you know, I think that's a really good point. Um, I saw Star Trek recently. I don't know if you guys saw it. <laughs> but uh, there's an analogy they put where, you know, one stick you can break, but if you put a bundle together, you guys know. So, you know, I think it's really important, and Leslie mentioned this, find the right partners. So, we, you know, where we stay relevant is just continue to find the right, you know, high-quality partners that allows us to all share in that value chain. Got it. And give us a sense of how the other side of the business is doing, the, the software for dispensaries. Uh, can you give us kind of an update on, on where you are there? Yeah. Uh, so we, we're building in-store software now. So if you imagine where our business started was in the last mile. Uh, so we're moving up the supply chain and working with brick and mortars. Uh, it's, it's way different um, in tackling their challenges and understanding kind of how they think about the, the key objectives. So Inventory management is a huge issue. Uh, really understanding like how to en enhance that patient experience. So when someone walks through the door, you can customize what they want to buy and what they want to feel to the products that you have on the shelf. So we have five dispensaries using it now. Uh, it's in beta, so we kind of put it out there, a bunch of different sizes and locations. Nice. And we have a whole bunch coming on. and. Well, congratulations Thanks. on the beta. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So Isaac, I bought some mass root stock because I wanted to be in the public yeah. cannabis market. Uh, but I read that you know you've applied for Nasdaq once or twice now, I don't know, at least once, and were denied for that. What do you think needs to change in the public market for for that to be allowed for it to come on Nasdaq? Well, in early 2014, you kind of had the pot stock boom where a, a bunch of retail investors were so eager to invest in the in the marijuana space that they went out and bought a whole bunch of penny stocks with no real value, no real business proposition, really no business being public. Um, but you saw a massive amount of investment pouring in early 2014 into these public stocks and they took off. Um, and, you know, it, not just in the public space, but we kind of saw this like wave one of investors enter the space right after Colorado passed and after that initiative took effect and a lot of those wave one investors got burned on their investments, whether those are in the, in the public space or whether those are in private companies that didn't make it. Um, so we, we've, we've kind of seen that phase one investors kind of phase out and our stock has taken a beating the past, uh, the past few months. Sure um, but we think that that, uh, that you know, creates opportunity for investors who realize that what we're doing is, is creating real, real value, we're solving a real problem and that when those wave two investors start to enter the space, which I think is, is going to start happening very soon ahead of the elections, um, that, uh, you know, I, 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 that public demand, that public appetite for a, a vehicle to invest in cannabis is still there, especially a vehicle that doesn't touch the planet itself, focused on ancillary technology companies. Um, 
so I think uh, I think when that wave two starts to, uh, starts to hit, that's going to be a, a fun time. In the, so fun time in the so space. much of the value. Sorry, Kutcher, So much of that value of that stock is going to come down to what I think is still your main revenue model, which is the advertising model. Mm -hmm. Is that still the way that you see mass roots in the future? Is that still the main? Uh, oh, absolutely. Model? Digital advertising is great. I mean, it's 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 a. Uh, something that can scale very fast, that doesn't really cost you very much at all, aside from the credit card processing fee, um, and something that delivers value to businesses. Got it. Can you give us a little update? How's that growth? How, how is that side of the business coming along? Uh, so for, uh, for the second quarter ended uh, June 30th of this year, we generated $485,000 in revenue, which is more than all previous quarters in our corporate history combined. Woo! Um, yeah, it. <laughs> um, you know, we, we have over 900,000 users. You know, we, we have enough users, we have enough traffic, we have enough eyeballs to, uh, to, 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 to generate significant revenue. The problem we realized is that our product wasn't connecting users with the dispensaries and products that they were looking for. Um, and that's really what we set out to solve this summer. So um, this morning we released our, uh, our product pipeline for this fall, very much focused on product reviews, focused on live menu pricing and integrations with dispensaries. Um, at the core of that is our integrations with Headset and with, uh, with Flowhub. Um, so I, I, that, that's very much the direction that we are taking the company. And I think that um, very quickly our revenues can catch up to where Leafly and Weedmaps are. Um, I, I think Weedmaps is, uh, they're, they're out there publicly saying that they'll do between 20 and 30 million in revenue this year. So we still have a long way to go. Um, and uh, I think it's going to be an exciting couple months. Well, congratulations on the early growth. For real. Very, very cool. Who I love that you're taking notes right now, by the way. That's founder goals. All the founders in the audience right now. This guy's taking notes while he's on stage. The bullet journal. You should get one. <laughs> real deal. So I think one of the main things that founders struggle with is really how to measure themselves. Right? So there's sort of the metrics that you put in the deck for the investors, the ones that you know you're gonna hit, the goals that look good. What's the metric that you look to? I mean, how do you measure your own success? We'll start start with who, I guess. Yeah. Um, I like to switch it up a little bit. I mean, I think happiness is a, is a really important piece. Uh, and then feeling like you're making an impact uh, is a second. I mean, working with a solid team is definitely important. Like, I got my peoples over there. So... <laughs> Uh, so I think, you know, having fun every day with the people that you want to spend time with, uh, what was that guy's name? Ario? Life is short, right? So. Adeo. Adeo? Yeah. Cool dude. Uh, awesome dude. Spend time with, uh, wisely. Uh, so I, I kind of think about that and then make sure you have uh, a beacon or a problem that you're solving, right? That you can like really just eye on and look at. I think that's important. Nice. Sabo? Uh, sure. Uh, by the way, Hua was taking notes in the back as well, so this isn't for show. I was like, <laughs> what are you doing? And then uh, really, now I'm grading myself lower as an entrepreneur because <laughs> I'm not uh, taking notes. Um, but for me, there's two metrics. Uh, one is how much sleep I need. You know, like if I only need four or five hours and I'm ready to go, I know I'm super duper excited about what I'm doing. So um, I'm going on like three and a half, four hours right now. <laughs> Feeling good. Um, the second thing is, uh, not to be corny, but this goes along to what David was saying, which was, you know, how happy I am. So some people measure how fast their car drives in miles per hour. 
I like to think, how many smiles per hour can I make? So uh, having a device like the Evo, being able to take it around, show it off to people and seeing their reaction, you know, getting kudos from you and Hua on stage, I mean, it makes me feel good. And ultimately, I mean, there's so many ways to keep track of, you know, how successful or not successful you are in life. I, I just try to keep it simple. And I think how easy it is for you to get up to do what you're doing, you know, that is one of the strongest indicators of if you're doing the right thing. Awesome. Well said. Isaac, same question. It could be personal. It could be professionally. You know, no, I, I think it's creating like. value, creating value for all parties involved. So a, a business like Master Roots, we have to create value for our users and keep them coming back and solve a real problem for them. For businesses, we have to drop results for them. We have to constantly be improving our offerings, providing real, actionable data, information, distribution channel for them. Um, and then our investors, we have to be um, delivering returns for our investors. Um, and as CEO, you know, at, at times those things can be uh, com competing with each other. And investors can be pushing you to monetize things faster and raise prices on the businesses um, and to focus on monetization rather than the needs of the users. And kind of your, you know, your job as CEO is to constantly be balancing all of these different things and, and keeping various entities happy, which is not always possible. But um, so, I, it, you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, it's, uh, you, you have to kind of, it's a difficult balancing act, but uh, you can't always make everyone happy all the time. So a lot of the times, like me being content is like less people yelling at me. <laughs> <laughs> me too, me too. That's a good start. That's a good start. Let's talk about fundraising just in the last couple of minutes that we have. Are you guys raising around? How's your experience been lately in, in raising? We'll start with Seba. Uh, currently raising around. Um, so if anyone's interested, come see me afterwards. But it's going really well uh, when you have... Uh, two and a half years of growth, you know, I think it, it, it's something that impacts the investors that are looking for traction, which is what I saw many of the people talking about earlier today. And um, I mean, it, it's changed uh, quite drastically from 18 months ago when we first started to raise in that there's actual, you know, institutions that are willing to speak with us now. So uh, it's been a night and day change. I mean, way less stress, sleeping less, but feeling better. Uh, we are not raising any money, but we've raised a seed round of a little over two million. And why aren't you raising? <laughs> uh, I mean, we don't. You could say need you don't it. need to. We don't need it, right? I think um, someone gave me ten million dollars today. I don't know what to do with it. Like, where are you going to put it? You heard Leslie? Like, things are changing. You got to be agile. Money creates problems or expectations uh i think we that's a really valuable lesson for the founders though you know yeah don't take money just because it's there right yeah. i mean if you can if you can make it through with your seed round and prove traction and have revenue the way you do yeah that's better yeah i mean we we try to have a, a very a lengthy runway and we're good for now should opportunities change i don't know well could raise more i guess but we're not looking at it at the moment i think you could yeah I think that would work. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, we, we're we always raising, and we can always use more capital over here at Mass Roots because we're, we're trying to that take guy. over an industry. Awesome. Um, but yes, we're... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we've, we've raised about $7.5 million to date. Um, our, our current round is at $0.50 cents a share with registered warrants at $0.90 cents a share. Um, we've closed about $1.8 million of a, of a $5 million offering. Um, 
and uh, you know we're we're really excited about uh, about just crushing it this fall. I think it's gonna, the eyes of the world are going to be um, all over the United States are going to be looking for opportunities to invest in, in cannabis, especially without touching the plant itself. Um, so I think uh, I think everything's lining up very nicely. Very well said, guys. Really great to have all of you. Good to see you guys again. Got to have you on the show for real, too. Definitely. That's going to be great. Thanks so much, Sean. Thank you. So did you like the show? Because this stuff costs money. Like, we got lights, Jacob the director, Eric the producer. We'd like to be able to fly our guests out here. We go to Seattle. We're going to go to Colorado soon. All this costs money, guys. So if you like this show, if you give a shit about cannabis, Head over to patreon.com slash investing in cannabis. It's a great platform where you can donate, you know, five, ten dollars a month, totally anonymously, so no one will know that you like weed or that you're supporting us. Uh, but if you listen to this show, if you watch it, if you care about it, you know, just give five, ten bucks a month, and that really does matter. It really does help us out. So thanks so much for doing that, and I hope you continue watching and you enjoy what we're doing here.